Rolling Stones magazine released an updated version of the top 500 albums of all time. A list like this was bound to spark controversy. So I'm here to give my opinion on how these albums stack up. I'm Gibbs, and welcome to the Rolling Review. What is up everybody? Gibbs here with number 477 on the Rolling Stones' greatest 500 albums of all time. It's Howlin' Wolf with Monin' in the Moonlight. Originally when I saw this album I saw a compilation and I thought it was going to be another greatest hits album and I was very frustrated at that point but then when I got to looking into it more I saw that this isn't a greatest hits album it's more of just a collection of singles that Helen Wolf recorded over a certain time as he didn't really put out an album so they collected all of his single recordings and made an album out of it which isn't really a greatest hits album it's just a compilation album therefore it's still going to be eligible to be ranked on my list monin in the moonlight was released in 1959 recorded may 14th of 1951 at memphis recording service in memphis tennessee through march of 1959 in chicago illinois the genre of this album is Chicago Blues or Electric Blues. It was released on the label of Chess, producers Leonard Chess, Phil Chess, Willie Dixon, and Sam Phillips. This album was extremely influential, and really the groundwork for what would become different genres of music in the future with more of rock presence, and really being the building for that as... The recording of How Many More Years was cited to be the first record to feature a distorted power chord played by Willie Johnson on the electric guitar. So this is very influential and very innovational at the time where you have a lot of not only just clean tones, but not even a lot of electric guitar work done at the time as more of it was acoustic at the time. And then you have someone bringing in that influence of that distorted power chord and all that that would lead into with the different branching offs of rock and i mean even even pop uses distortion and stuff so just a very influential record in that account being from the 50s and that this is basically just a collection of singles there's honestly not a lot of information out there about this album or the recording process or anything of it i do know that all the songs were written by chester burnett who for those who don't know is Helen wolf and i just really enjoyed this album for the most part it just has very innovative recording techniques i feel for at the time where certain tracks you get a megaphone effect on the vocal almost like a being recorded through a tin can or something and it's just a really nice effect for him to use at the time and really fit the genre well and i thought that that was innovative on his part too as well as a lot of the guitar playing guitar styling like i mentioned before being some of the first recordings to use distortion I would say my favorite tracks on this collection was probably How Many More Years, and I really enjoyed Evil as well, as 
they were some of the ones that used that tin can megaphone effect on the vocals, which I thought was really cool and really fit his voice well. And also just had good guitar parts written. And I know Evil was also written by Willie Dixon, who was one of the producers of the single. And so that one not fully credited to Helen Wolf himself, but still a great song and he performed really well on it. And it was one of my favorites. So like I said, not a lot of information found on this album and the collection of the singles and the recording process. So that about wraps this one up. I do find when looking where to place it on this list, I find myself switching a little bit of the criteria around just because no, this album doesn't necessarily have the platinum sales or anything like that, but I feel like maybe I'm putting too much weight on sales and I have to recognize when an album was just influential or a really good album because the sales necessarily aren't going to be consistent throughout time as things are way easier to get a hold of today. Nowadays you have digital downloads and streams. The day an album drops, it's automatically available to everyone across the world. It's not like back in the 50s where you have hard copies of these vinyls that have to be printed and sold and distributed around and they weren't available all around the world. You couldn't find copies of someone's music all around the world, so I feel like sometimes I put a little too much weight on the album sales and not enough on whether something is influential and truly a great album. So I'm going to try to keep that in mind when ranking this one, as it even said that they had a hard time getting the album out there and there was many different versions. You would see different color patterns in the album sleeves and artwork just because they were manufactured at so many different places. So you don't have that easy access like you do now. So something back then wasn't going to sell a million copies because truth be told, there probably wasn't even a million copies of the album available. So no, this one doesn't meet the sales criteria. But influence-wise, I put him right up there with a Muddy Waters, who would have been higher on this list had his album not been a Greatest Hits album. And I see a lot of the similarities with Howlin' Wolf when it comes to breaking down some of those barriers and being innovative and creating what would be different branches of this genre with the Chicago blues movement and that stemming into more of rock and everything that would follow after that. So I still knock him down just a little bit because popularity of the album does have to play a little bit of a factor in this. And plus the other albums that I'm putting ahead of him, I feel maybe weren't innovative in the fact that they were doing something completely new that hadn't been heard but I feel like their influence is still pretty strong so I'm moving Howlin' Wolf back to 479 which puts Lady Gaga Born This Way and Selena above him 
So not a huge move, just a slight shuffle to give credit to the popularity and worldwide influence of the other two albums as opposed to just a smaller influence. Not really smaller influence, but just geography-wise a smaller influence of what he was able to do at the time, and that isn't really his fault, it's just the technology available at the time. So, like always, you can let me know what you think by reaching me, the Rolling Review at Yahoo.com, or liking the fan page on Facebook by searching at the Rolling Review. And you can also see my list there. You can see everything that we've reviewed so far and see how I have it stacking up so far. Next time at 476, I'll be reviewing Sparks Kimono My House. So we'll see how that one stacks up against everything else. Until then, I'm Gibbs. This is The Rolling Review. Stay safe and be kind.